Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, there's a topic we can bring up with Jason Miaris when he's back on with us, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Yeah, he'll he'll speak passionately about that. I'm pretty sure he's yeah. a JMU alum. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 7.36 on this Friday morning. It's the 17th day of November. 2023. I'm John Reed, and glad you are with us here on News Radio WRVA. So, did you see? I should. I shouldn't laugh. Did you see any of the coverage of the the uh, summit on the West Coast in San Francisco? You know, here's the weird situation for President Biden, and it's not funny at all. I I'm just so I'm just there's just nothing I can do. So the only thing I can do is laugh. I would actually admire Joe Biden if he was gutsy enough and tough enough and strong enough to stand up and say, you know what? The president of China is a communist dictator. Whew. I would say, damn, that's pretty bold. That's pretty bold to say that right in front of the guy. Um, and you're, you're kind of it would be like Reagan-esque. You know, like Mr. Gorbachev, come tear down this wall. Everybody at the State Department told Reagan, don't say it. Oh, God, that's too provocative. Don't say it. And he kept writing it back into the speech. I mean, I even talked to Reagan about it personally. Yeah, he told he told me that story was true. Everyone wanted that to come out, and he insisted. He's like, I'm the president. I'm going to put it in. I don't care what you think, bureaucrat. So I would admire Joe Biden if that's what he did. But see, that's not what he did. He did an old man thing. He He said it. And just kind of it blurted it out like an old man would who doesn't have the cognitive ability to know what he's doing. And you, if you see the face of the secretary of state, poor Blinken, and I've never said that before, poor Anthony Blinken, but poor Anthony Blinken looks like somebody just took a vice and squeezed his foot under the chair when you look at the poor guy's face. I mean, because they're not that's not the stance they want to take with China. I think that's a mistake. I think we should be aggressive with China. So how did this whole thing shake out? Andrew Thornbrook is the uh, national security correspondent for the Epoch Times newspaper, and he has been covering every minute of this uh, series of meetings. Andrew, what did you make of that that scene there where the president made that comment and Anthony Blinken looked like somebody had just kicked him in the stomach? <laughs> Well, thanks so much for having me, John. Of course, it's a pleasure yeah. to be here. But uh, yeah, well, I think we should give kudos to Biden for uh, for coming out and saying it again. 
Uh, but it does, I mean, really show us the sort of conflicting goals at uh, throughout this administration and members of it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give I'll give full kudos to Biden for saying, yeah, he's a dictator. And, you know, Biden actually went on and he said, unlike last time, he actually went on and said, you know, there's no other word for someone who who governs this type of government. It's a different type of government than ours. There's no other word for it but dictator. So, but yeah, seeing it. Did, <laughs> did any of the other <laughs> actions back that up in this, this thing? I mean, you saw a lot of Chinese flags, Chinese communist flags lining the parade route. Which you know, t- America's a free country. You can fly what flag you want to. It was it was kind of a turnoff to me, but I I I I like that better than seeing the police come in and round up a thousand people and putting them in jail. Like what would have happened if the opposite had occurred in Beijing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's, sorry, there's a few things to say about that. First, I, I would not anticipate that uh, all those optics were what we might call real. Okay. Uh, there was there was definitely so there was a lengthy period of time of negotiations uh, concerning all sorts of things when the meeting would happen, what order meetings would happen, and what she would see while he was coming into the meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so this was a lot of this was highly orchestrated. Would not be surprised at all. Chinese Communist Party had some uh, paid actors there as well. They do that virtually every time a diplomat comes to the United States. They have people here who they actually will pay like a hundred bucks, come out and wave flags. Um, mm. So that, it doesn't concern me too much. That's just is what it is. That's at the this way it point. is. Yeah. Um, in terms of other takeaways, it, you know, it's a bit of a hit and a miss, right? So I think we have had a couple real gains from this meeting. Uh, but they're temporary games, and they're not going to last. I think the big one is, of course, with the uh, the fentanyl deal. Is that real? Is there actually a deal that's going to uh, influence how many? I mean, it's hundreds of thousands of Americans who are dying from fentanyl overdose. Is this going to actually impact that, or is this a photo op type situation? Yeah, so the problem is I definitely think it will uh, influence it, but it won't continue to influence it. And the reason for that is essentially Chinese Communist Party can crack down in China on the manufacturers and exporters of precursors to fentanyl to Latin America. And so that will decrease the flow and the creation of fentanyl. The problem is that the Chinese Communist Party has shown again and again it's willing to use this issue as leverage. So the next time Biden calls Xi a dictator, or the next time we disagree on Taiwan, or the next time, you know, China's not happy with our economic policy, the Chinese Communist Party can just stop enforcing that and start letting the drugs flow again yeah. and use that to bring us back to the table. So, so that's the problem. It's not that they won't enforce it now. It's that they'll use it as a chip later. Right. And then, the you know, back when I was comms director at the u.s chamber of commerce they were very very eager all the businesses big businesses were very very eager to have access to the chinese market you know a billion people with money okay i guess that makes sense but the intellectual property theft was a huge issue for american um engineers and and companies who wanted to uh, you know run factories over there everything was being stolen from them was that touched on at this summit you know, so I'm, I know Biden and she allegedly talked about a lot of this. Um, I, I don't think anything that we would consider to be uh, 
business structure for us. Came, came out of that, yeah. Especially given uh, she's, you know, business meeting or business dinner with uh, American business leaders, right? And, and they gave him I a standing is, ovation. Yeah, this is the problem is that most of the big business leaders now don't really care that much about the long-term effects of intellectual property mm. because the short-term profits from massive growth in China, for at least for their generation of tenure in yeah. their businesses, will outweigh it. The problem is everything going to China is going to stay in China, right? You have data in China, you have intellectual property in China, the Chinese Communist Party is going to own it. And so while they, the current round of CEOs, you might say, might benefit and might profit, uh, ultimately they're, they're sowing the demise of their companies in the long term. Mm-hmm. What would the other two or three uh, highlights be of, of this meeting, you think, good or bad? Sure. So, I mean, we, of course, we had a nod towards an artificial intelligence agreement. We haven't got that. That's not, it's not necessarily a positive or a negative at this point. Mm-hmm. So what we've seen is the Biden administration signal it would like to get China on an agreement uh, to limit the use of artificial intelligence in weapons and nuclear systems. Um, and I feel like I'm so ignorant about this. I mean, this, this issue has been on our uh, radar. I mean, really, we, I think we just started talking about it in 2023. How is that used in a way that would cause everybody to be so anxious with weapon systems? What am I missing? Yeah. Yeah. So this is one of the interesting things about this proposed agreement is for the United States, that's kind of already what we do. Right? Mm. We, we don't have artificial intelligence and lethal ops systems. We don't actually have a prohibition on it. A lot of people think we do, but we don't. Uh, but that being said, no weapon system has actually made it through the rigorous sort of set of tests that would be required to put it in the field. So we don't actually have any of those systems currently. So signing a deal like that wouldn't affect us at all. Okay. Um, China is investing in those systems. They also have not fielded them as far as we know. But having a document like this is essentially give us diplomatic leverage, right? So if China did come out with an artificially intelligent lethal system, we'd say, aha, show that to the international community and uh, at least have history on our side on that case. Um, But it is going to be a more difficult issue as we continue. So Chinese Communist Party is investing more than the United States in artificial intelligence, even though it's, it's military expenditure is much smaller. And they're investing a lot of that not only into weapon systems, but into decision-making software and uh, human-machine teaming software. So they're essentially trying to create artificial intelligence programs to help dictate the decision-making of their uh, company-grade officers. So the, the officers that would be in combat would have artificial intelligence helping make decisions for them in a battlefield scenario. Mm. Um, and so that's something that's uh, it, it will have a lot of interesting ways in which it combines with new technologies like drone swarms and things like this. So I definitely expect the next, next major conflict to be largely fought by machines, right? Um, with, with pretty yeah, that would scare, If I was a frontline officer, that would scare me for a variety of reasons. One, I'm not sure whether the machine is going to value uh, my survival or not. Like, you know what? We're going to flush these 400 people down the toilet and kill them, and that's going to uh, achieve the grander goal. 
I, I would like to have at least someone with a conscience making that kind of decision if they're going <laughs> to terminate me. Right. You know what I mean? It's just right. Yeah. So, and that's that's the stance America has taken thus far. We, it's mm. not actually uh, hardwired, and we don't actually have it codified. But current, all current military leadership has said we're always going to keep a human in the loop, right? We're not right. pursuing technology currently wow. um, without a human. Loop. Okay. Yeah, well, so now I get it. Now I understand that. why that's a concern. <laughs> and in our last, in our last 30 seconds, what happens next at the, at the wrap up of this thing? You know, in an ideal world, tensions ease. We uh, have another detente and business, it's a little better. The Chinese Communist Party gets a uh, little less aggressive and a uh, little less aggressive with its spying and its uh, harassment and its forced kidnapping. That all happens on our soil. Right. But, of course, uh, the chances of that happening are so slim. You know, there, there really is, if, if your listeners need to know anything, there really is very little. I think in the long term, that's going to really push the Chinese Communist Party out of trying to influence the United States and undermine it short of some sort of regime change in Beijing. Like it, yeah. It's just not going to happen under this, especially under Xi. Right. And I've got to believe that everybody who met Joe Biden personally, and this is I mean, this is me taking a shot at him, but I think it's true. I just don't think they are going to be impressed and say this guy's on it. He's an adversary who is a worthy adversary. You know, I, I, they got to figure they can roll this guy and his team. I think. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, it's certainly something. She has always had this goal, right? I mean, looking back at his trajectory, um, right, and even from his early days in the Chinese Communist Party, and especially since he took over in 2012 as General Secretary, you know, his goal has been to remake the great Chinese nation, as he would say, right? And by 2049, to establish China as the leading socialist, uh, communist and here uh, we nation are of the world. And here we are in 2023, in this moment, with this president on our side. That's interesting. Andrew Thornbrook is the national security correspondent for the Epoch Times newspaper. I always appreciate the chance to talk to you, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me again, John. Always, Real pleasure. Yeah. 749, back with more in a moment on News Radio. WRVA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.